Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us on today's ASSE Expert program, Surefire Marketing Tips for 2011 with Dr. Paya Matai. You will earn two CE hours for attending today's program, and you will receive important instructions on how to obtain your CE certificates at the conclusion of Dr. Matai's presentation. Additionally, CE hours will automatically be added to your Invisalign doctor's site account. Please allow two to four weeks for CE hours to appear on your account. Please note that you are able to listen to today's program via the webcast, as well as dialing in via telephone. At the end of Dr. Tide's presentation, those of you who have dialed in by phone will be able to ask both live and text questions, and those of you listening via the webcast may only ask questions via text. I apologize in advance if we're unable to answer everyone's questions since our time is limited, but we will follow up after the program to answer any outstanding text questions. Today's program will be archived in its entirety one week from today at AlignTechInstitute.com, where you may also access archived versions of all of our previous Ask the Expert programs anytime for CE hours. It's my, now my distinct pleasure to introduce today's speaker, Dr. Paya Matai. Dr. Matai reached the level of Invisalign Elite Advantage Provider in 2007 and has been treating Invisalign patients since 2003 at his private practice in Laguna Hills, California. His perseverance and research spearheaded him into laser-aided cosmetic dentistry, which has led to four dental journal publications. Dr. Matai received his dental degree from Tufts Dental School, ranking first in his class with a Harvard externship. So without further ado, I'll turn the program over to Dr. Pai Matai. Dr. Matai, you now have the floor. Good morning, all. I'm happy to be here this morning. I have to first tell you, David, thank you for introducing me, such a wonderful introduction. But I've got to tell you, you are a man of great stature because every time we do these calls, we get more and more doctors asking me who's that great voice behind that introduction. So, David Molman, thank you again. I have to start by telling you the statements and views and opinions expressed in this program are pretty much mine, all of which are attendees are responsible for their own legal and regulatory, uh, regulatory compliance for marketing and referral programs. So with that said, again, I am Dr. Atai. I've had a great success in doing these webcasts, and I appreciate those of you who've been texting and emailing as to the uh, amount of uh, information that I, you got last time. Those of you who are new to these types of programs, you are going to have a great morning. We're going to spend the next hour and a half talking about some of the things I've learned and incorporating Invisalign and learning how to uh, advance my practice, not only clinically, but also internally, making sure that my staff are on board and those staff members who are listening, you'll, it's, it's, it's a lot of parts that you can benefit from today, and as well as just showing the public in a social media gathering what our practice is about and what Invisalign has done for me is being able to reach out to these patients without using the nonsense of drilling and talking about anesthesia and painless dentistry, but rather more of a health and cosmetic base that we wanted to have in our practice. So there will be three parts in today's lecture. The first part will be the clinical and chair-side branding we have to first address what our staff need to know. And we have to first address how the patient is going to learn about our practice so they can actually move forward and getting a nice referral base for us. The second part will be an internal marketing and how we run our practice in educating our patients internally in letting them know what Invisalign can do for them. And the third and final will be the external marketing portion of it, talking about the social media, talking about all these different things you hear about Twitter and some of the uh, great tips that I've gotten just being a presence on Google without having to spend thousands a month 
in trying to do search engine optimization. So let's begin. Again, what you're about to see is hard work put in, so let's begin, doctors, those of you who understand the clinical aspects and what we deal with every day in our dental practice, is how do we base the economically successful practice and providing the best care possible for our patients. We have to be able to balance the two. We have to be able to open our doors every morning when we're walking in, and we have to be able to be economically successful as well as giving the best care to our patients. So an example would be when a patient comes in with some sort of a pain on their uh, tooth, we've got to give different diagnosis, differential diagnosis. It's not until the patient asks us about some sort of cosmetics or alignment of teeth or maybe whitening or straightening of their teeth that now we put on a cosmetic hat. What's important here to understand is we have to understand the legal definition of standard of care. And what is the legal definition of standard of care? When I looked it up, it was what a prudent practitioner would do under similar circumstances in solving a problem. So if a patient comes in with a problem, we've got to now give a solution to those problems. And different solutions would warrant the different specialties you're in. So as a general practitioner, when you look up prudent practitioner, would be the general practitioner who would follow the directives of the organizations dedicated to represent the profession and ones that's founded to provide training and direction of specific areas of dentistry. So, for instance, I've heard a lot of doctors say, look, we would like to do these types of cases, but I don't think we're qualified. Well, if the patient comes in with a problem, we're not about to solve their problem without giving them options. And these options is what's important. These options are what the patient has to be given before a treatment is done. So therefore, when we see a patient who comes in, as you can see, with an anterior edge-to-edge -edge bite, and this patient's chief concern was that I have chipping in front of my teeth. Can you please fix the chip on tooth number nine? Well, simply when you look at this patient, he has an edge-to-edge -edge bite, He's simply got a, a class three on the anterior, and he's chipping those front teeth. And by the time he's 30, if not 45, and go on uh, beyond that, these chippings are going to get worse. So now we have an option. Do we give the patient an option of, yes, I'll rebond that tooth that's been bonded three or four times before, because the posterior occlusion of the patient is not so bad. You know, the, the patient has a, 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 a classification on one side that's a class three, um, two, and then a class one on the other side. So are we going to worry about the orthodontic portion, or are we going to worry about the cosmetic portion, or are we going to worry about the, uh, the anterior movement of these teeth? What are we to do? What is a prudent practitioner to do? Well, this is exactly what the conversation will be today. The conversation will be how do we talk to these patients coherently in not trying to do a full mouth reconstruction, not trying to mess with their occlusion, but rather try to give them an option so that they don't continually consistently chip their teeth. Because what we typically see is a patient, as you see on the slide here, at 65 to 70 years of age, they start to have all this wear. So, this patient, I was very proud on the tooth number 14 crown that I did. Nice and white, great crown. Then I realized this 16 years of patient, I have not once talked about putting the patient in proper occlusion, not giving the patient the option of straightening those lower anteriors and stopping the heavy wear that he's been having. So what do we talk about? Night guards. We talk to the patient about giving night guards. So our, our chair side education becomes, let's put this plastic piece in your mouth 
and now this splint will help you from grinding your teeth. Well, now research is showing, and this is uh, shown in the Prosta books in 2004, the risk of dental occlusal splint. Four out of ten patients get worse. They go from light to mild and from medium to severe. And, you know, airway obstructions become greater and higher. So what we're seeing is that by placing a simple night guard or a splint on a patient without properly realigning the teeth is not really helping the patient. In fact, it's making the patient worse. So I've got patients who come in and ask for night guards. They come in and they say, my prior dentist told me I didn't wear it and look what's happening. My teeth are chipping. So we start to talk about the problem and solution that this problem has to be given to the patient and the different options. So very simply, understanding the problem of malocclusion is that night guards sometimes make symptoms worse. And the treatment of malocclusion is what needs to be done. This is simply put in all of our practices, and we always educate our patient in understanding, look, malocclusion and premature wear is very important because you create abnormal lateral forces, stress on and surrounding teeth, and my staff has done a great job when the patient comes in and has those wear on the gingival portion, not to say, you know, this is just toothbrush abrasion. We actually are going to go through in your staff and yourself understanding how do we educate the patient that this is not gingival recession from brushing too hard, but rather premature wear from abnormal lateral forces that are being hit and chipping and have fractions that happen. These poorly supported teeth are because they're not aligned properly. So the first thing we need to do is understand the consequences of our office and, and, and what happens to a patient when you see them again and again. And as you can see in the picture here, tooth number five and tooth number six have heavy wear. Tooth number eight's got tremendous wear. And when you look at the occlusion on tooth number four, it's not as heavy. And therefore, the gingival recession is not as much. Got actually a very open bite on tooth number four. So therefore, the gingival recession is not as great as number five and six and seven and eight, which is the heavy occlusion that this patient's got. So it's not necessarily just a toothbrush abrasion. Giving the patient an option of gum grafting and all these other things are no longer an option. So in the clinical chair-side branding that we have to understand is that we need to follow a certain blueprint. And to be economically successful, just like how you see all these franchises, unfortunately, they always ask, would you like fries with that? So in our case, we have to be able to give an option to our patients. Would you like to correct this problem? And for us, we have to dive in and motivate ourselves and our practice that Invisalign does offer a better solution in correcting these malocclusions. Now, we're going to talk about which patients are the best patients to choose because not every patient is the patient that I treat. My referrals to my orthodontist has actually increased in the past three years because I put everyone through a regimen of periodontal exam, malocclusion exam, wear facets, and we go through the entire gamut of an oral exam, which includes malocclusion. So we want to pick the patient that's right for us. We don't want to just pick a patient that says, yes, I want to do this case and here's $5,000 when they're crowding and they've got a crossbite on the posterior and their expectations are to correct those. Those are not the kind of patients that I like to choose. So we want to make sure that we can treat these cases. And simply, these cases are out there. 
we know again and again that the health prevention grid shows us that 85% of patients who have lower mandibular crowding are not severe. And out of those 65% on the mandibular incisors are the ones that we can treat and I've been treating. So, for instance, out of eight patients that come in my practice, six or five of them are going to be the ones that I know I can treat. They're simple to moderate cases. And these simple to moderate cases are the patients that we actually talk to. And these become great fans. These patients become great fans of ours. And, you know, we like to talk to them about chair-side branding. So here's what we need to know. Maximizing our patient awareness, all staff and doctor must know. What I like to talk about is the ABCs, the ABCs of chair-side diagnostic. A, a tie basic chair-side diagnosis, and the B, and the Cs, and the Ds. And if you do this chair-side every time, now the patient gets well-educated even if they don't want to seek treatment, they've at least had that option for me to follow standard of care and become a prudent practitioner as I'm supposed to. So here we are. What are my five-point quick check systems that I use for every patient? Very simply, we don't have time when the patient comes in, the hygienist wants to do a cleaning, we've got x-rays going on the patient. We're not going to put a full ortho regimen in front of us, but rather we want to see five quick points that these patients, just like how you do a periodontal evaluation, checking with the perioprobe, probe, putting it vertically under the gums, making sure that those things are done on every patient, checking for oral cancer. Five quick, just visual points of patients, and they simply see this with us. They actually have a mirror in their hand, or we simply take a photo on the patient and show them what we're checking for. The first thing that we know in every orthodontic book and every orthodontist that agrees thus far that I've seen is that an arch with molar to molar, meaning from tooth number 3 to tooth number 14, if you look at that arch width on the palatal area, should be about 36 millimeters on average, which means it's kind of like having a periodontal pocket of 3 millimeters being normal. So therefore, if you've got excessive spacing or crowding, this will usually consider six millimeters or more being a bit more difficult. Now, this is what I use in my practice. I want to pick those 65% of the patients that are easy for me to treat so I can have fun, so I don't wear the role or hat of an orthodontist, but rather we correct those edge-to-edge -edge bites so the patients doesn't keep having chipping those front teeth, as well as the amount of crowding that they get and plaque buildup. So the amount of overbite over jet would be about four millimeters. Now, I will break all this down in showing you how simple your staff can help you in diagnosing these patients and helping them while you come back in and actually correct and see what is the option for these patients. So an open bite or a cross bite of two millimeters or more, and the angle classification, which is the class one, class two, class three, is last on my particular list. I like to see the patients from anterior to posterior. So clinically, we've got to understand what we're diagnosing. So how do we know by eye what is 36 millimeters? It's very difficult. Well, let me explain to you how long a cotton roll is. A standard cotton roll is 36 millimeters. So simply, we take a cotton roll and just put it up between the upper arch of molar to molar, upper maxillary, to see if this is about 36 millimeters. This is just a visual. This is just for us to explain to the patients of whether or not they're suffering from a crowding or from a, any kind of posterior occlusion that we like to and we are able to correct. Because if it's 36 or more, now we can either tip these teeth in or if it's less 
and we see that I know clinically I can tip and expand two millimeters, meaning a millimeter on each arch, by tipping these molars out on their facial buccal surface. So that gives me the 36 millimeters. And that's simply called proclination and expansion. As we procline the anteriors, we expand the posteriors by tipping these molars out. Invisalign is very good at doing that. So for me, the first thing I'm going to look, is this a patient I'm going to take? Is this a patient we're going to talk about heavily about Invisalign? Well, we take a cotton roll look. And as we move along, the patient gets inspired in saying, really, that's normal. Well, what else is there? Well, we talk about crowding and we talk about spacing. But as we upright these teeth by two millimeters, guess what happens? You get to have a little bit more easier of a, a time in simply resolving the crowding because you've expanded that posterior arch. Now, again, I don't want to make this a clinical session, but your staff and yourself have to be able to coherently talk to the patients and branding yourself as the Invisalign expert chair-side right away. How do you do it? You have to have some tools in explaining to the patient what are the capabilities are in your practice. Well, in my practice, I can correct midline and crossbite, intrude and extrude teeth two millimeters. So I always like to call it the two, four, six rule. The two millimeters midline I can correct simply taking a periodontal probe, and I want the patient to sit there and count with me. When a tooth is overlapping one millimeter or two millimeter, if you're less than six millimeters, guess what? That's a case we can do for you, and this is the pricing that reflects it. If it's greater than six millimeters, that might be a more difficult case, and we may have to do some referrals. Again, if you see every case that I've done, my cases have always been these simple to moderate cases. These are cases that are slam dunk. Patients have the crowding. They look great aesthetically. Their gums look better. The crowding's resolved. They don't have as much food trap, and the occlusion is more harmonious, and patients are very happy. So again, the six millimeters crowding and spacing, and these are just simply educating the patient. I'm not there to educate my staff, or I'm not there to try to get them to be, do Invisalign for me. My staff, though, has to talk coherently to a patient. They need to be educated just why a periodontal ligament, if it's shortening or if you have a pocketing of five millimeters or more, why that is important. Same amount is important to us if you have greater than six millimeters of crowding or what we can actually solve that problem that you came in with. So this is something that motivates the patient. Now the pricing will reflect it because simply the patient always wants to be less than six millimeters of crowding. And you know, Dr. Morales has done a great job in treating that patient that shows how great and good the gums look, and that is considered a mild case. So we know the aligner capability in my practice has been wonderful in using the 246 rule, and these patients now get a pricing that goes along with it if you're level. I always have a level one and a level two. You know, we talked a lot last year about three-level or four-level pricing, too confusing I found it. So I myself am progressing to having two basic pricing. It's either your level one, your moderate case, or your level two, your advanced case. And these cases now are going to be treated a year or nine months, and those are my treatment time periods typically. Again, the patients see this, and now they become a participant of their treatment plan. They feel more comfortable in what we're giving them. And for the patients, it's a great deal to be able to participate because now your payment options will be a reflection of what they have. Again, these are sheets that you can download later after the lecture is done. I think it will be up after a week. But you have now what I call the packaging option. 
I don't like to talk about discounts. I don't like to discount my pricing, but I like to package. Any cell phone company you go to and you count their minutes, they're going to be charging you the same. The difference is you have either a family option or you have yourself a single or two lines or four lines. But at the end, when you multiply everything out, they still have a flat fee that you're paying. Well, that's the same in my practice. If they have a periodontal issue and they need some deep cleanings and they need a design, I like to package everything together. And now, therefore, we've created a certain value. And we talked last year heavily, and those of you who have not seen it, go take a look, about creating a value of the product that you have in your practice. So the patients don't walk in thinking they've paid $5,000 and why their teeth just taking a year to straighten out. Sometimes they want that immediate satisfaction. But when you've educated them what it does, how long it takes, and they've been a participant in the treatment plan, now they actually become a spearhead in marketing. Hey, look how my great my teeth look. This is what I looked like before. Here's what I look like over. And we know that these patients are going to have a great feeling. And, again, we know that gingivitis and all these other things are related uh, directly to gum disease from teeth being crowded now. There's a lot of research in showing that. So, again, we like to educate our patients every day. Now, Alain's done a great job in talking about the crowding effects, but I just want you to simply look at this photo and look at the soft tissue effect and what happens to the tongue and soft tissue. We actually take these photos, put it up on the patient's testimonials, and right away, right chair side, we tell the patient, what do you see different? And the patient simply says, wow, look at my tongue, or look at my tooth the way it was. We get them on a testimonial and we put it in the patient's file because I'm going to hold that thought for you to see what we're going to talk about later when we do the online marketing portion. The hygienist has great tools. Contact your territory manager for these great brochures that Align has done and the patient case portfolio that we all know about and talked about, which is part of a CD that you can load. So those of you who are just new to the Invisalign family, talk to your territory managers and acquiring the recommended treatment sheet, checklist, straight talk, as well as your patient case portfolio to be downloaded. Okay, so let's move on. We know that systemically there is problems with malocclusion. And our patients are educated in that sense. We talk to them very openly that now we've discovered the problem that you have the crowding. Now that they've seen their photo and they've seen the periodontal probe, they know that there's a problem and we're going to give them a solution. We have to explain to them about the bacteria and the inflammation of the gums. We have to make sure they understand that we're not just trying to sell them dentistry, but truly talk about health. Yes, I do sell health. That's what I do all day long. I like to sell health. I don't like to sell dentistry because patients don't like that word. But the results in plaque that leads to hardening of the arteries and all these other issues that are caused by crowding, I like to explain to them. And simply, we now take the patient, take a photo of the patient, every one of my patients, as they walk in, x-ray, exam, and extoral photo. We've got to have the patient to look at themselves on print. If you don't have the patient see themselves on print, they will not recognize it because a mirror they look at every day. Our eyes have gotten used to looking certain parts of our teeth or mouth or appearances. But when you see yourself on print, whole different story. And we start to talk about extraoral landmarks. We talk about the malocclusion, talking about the eyes, the interpupillary lines. We just print this out for our patients and we just start talking saying, look, 
Here's what your eyes look like to your ears. Not to pick on this gentleman, but we talk about the whites in the eyes, and we just simply draw the lines of where the smile canted. Because what we're really trying to do is explain to the patient how we're going to make a difference in the hard tissue, and this will affect the soft tissue, like the photo you saw with the tongue. And simply, you can bill as oral images, and the chair side tip and the billing code for it, the D0350, are something that you can actually bill for. So just like how you're billing for exam x-rays, you can have oral images as well. So if you look at this Brian Williams gentleman, that, that's, he's actually one of my favorite announcers, you look at his side, and when you, and the patient sees themselves, what you're really trying to say is, look, we are made differently and unevenly. If we look at the left side of his face versus the right side of his face, we can now see that he's got a man, mandibular, possibly a crossbite on the left side, and he's got maybe a mid-maxillary uh, issues on the uppers. But looking at this face-to-face, -face, this is what we want to talk to our patients about. Our left hand is not the same as right. Because when they come in and I can simply look at this patient and say, this must be a posterior crossbite that I don't want to deal with. Or the patient says, I don't care about that. I want to fix my front teeth. I want to be able to coherently talk to the patient and using what that ClinCheck is about. And this is what we want to see our patients get to. When they get to, yeah, I want to think about it, and I'm sure those of you who have heard that, now the question is, what do you say next? Okay, so you, you've shown the patient the problem. Clinically, you've educated the patient. You've now shown the solution to the problem. But the biggest hurdle is how do we get the patient to actually accept treatment? Because there's certain finances involved. There's certain finances involved that we have to now be able to talk to the patient and say, okay, this treatment's going to cost you X amount of dollars. Well, I always like to talk about the six pre-steps of sale because I know sale is something that doctors don't like to hear. And those of you who have successful practices, you've learned to use the word educating the patient. Well, simply what I'm doing, just like what I'm doing in my call today with you, I'm trying to give an idea, build a rapport, have a smile, make sure I'm greeting you, and making sure that you understand that there is a reason for this call. And I want them, the patients, to follow the same ruling. So, my staff, everyone, always, as you know, greets the patients. But do we ever ask what was the reason that they're calling our office? Do we ever ask the reason that they want to have Invisalign? Sometimes patients call up and ask whether or not Invisalign is what the price is, right? If, you, if a patient calls and asks how much is Invisalign or how much is this, what is a typical answer? Most office managers who are listening say, oh, we, we start telling them you know, to come in and try to get an exam. Or, very well, I get that. But do we ask them, how much is your crowding or malocclusion? The patient then at that point is saying, what's a crowding? What's a malocclusion? Well, in our office, we make sure we spend a good hour in checking your soft tissue, hard tissue, and checking the crowding of your teeth and how they overlap, because that could affect the pricing, or that could also affect how much and how much time. So to give it give you a coherent answer of how much it is, let me get your name and phone number, and we'll go ahead and schedule a time. Which day is better for you, Monday or Wednesday? That's a much easier way than to try to stumble around what kind of insurance do you have, our fees are this, we have a no-charge exam, come on in, because uh, every time the patient calls, they're expecting for you to say that already. But what they're not expecting is to turn the key around to them and what is their problem that you're addressing. So always ask for the referrals, 
source as well. Establish a value. You know, you have to have five top reasons as to what they're choosing your office. What's the reason that they've chosen your office? And you have to be able to sit down with your team and each team member come up with the five reasons that you're going to explain to your patients that that's the office, that this is the office that you need to be at. And I always ask by making sure that these patients are listening. Again, we always talk about a four-minute rule. People have about four minutes of being able to listen and follow you. After four minutes, we kind of go into our la-la land. So we want to make sure we recheck with the patient, and at that point, we handle the details and patient case portfolios and making sure the photos are taken chair-side when they're in. So we have to be able to build and involve our patients. We have to be able to make them interested in what we have to do. Once they do that, they become part of our family. Now, all of you must be doing this in order for you to be successful. I understand each office does it differently. I've got to have a certain blueprint and a certain formula that the staff do it again and again and again, and that creates the system for me. So now I'm solving the problems, and economically I'm reaping the rewards and being a lot more fluent in making sure that we stay in business. So at the end of the day, we've got to be able to involve our patients, organize our thoughts, talking to the patients, having the before and afters. But do we ever ask the patient, and I ran into this, the territory manager, Catherine Garcia, she was really great in uh, in Texas area that she, in San Antonio, she said, you know, Dr. Atai, I've been telling my, my doctors to just have them sign that there's an informed consent that we gave them for their orthodontic condition, which you know, they might have palpable damage to moderate to severe occlusal forces. There could be irregular or excessive wear of opposing teeth structure. So if they say, no, I don't want to do the treatment, I understand what you've said, I don't want to do this, we simply sign them, kind of like an x-ray refusal. Patients come in saying, look, I don't want to be radiated. We start talking to patients, you know, these are digital x-rays. They still are not convinced. We simply say there's an x-ray refusal. If there's cavities in between your teeth, if there's any problems, we at that point may not be responsible. Well, they had a second thought. So before doing the restorative treatment, this will be a simple little paper that the patient can sign. I thought it was a genius idea because now the patients are again walking out with a thought of, wait, is this actually important? Should I do this? Because we now can create a tracking sheet putting patients in a poll and finding out who referred, what kind of website they came in, and scheduling their appointments. And now we can track these patients and just throw them in a bowl, I like to call, and in once every three months, we like to do what's called an Invisalign day. Once every four or uh, uh, six weeks before, we actually let the patients know, today's going to be a day that we're going to talk about Invisalign, and we have certain incentives for you that you can come in. And again, uh, I'll get into that in a minute. So the patient flow in the actual patient flow in the practice is very simple. The patient comes in, we do their exam, we do the periodontal exam, we have the patient case portfolio there on the computer, the patient's looking at it. I always like to bring the Invisalign box, and what we used to do before is just take a white sheet of paper, just write down what the patient's crowding, or if there's any kind of spacing, and then just talk coherently about you know, what these crowdings and the solutions that we have for them. So the patient's kind of understanding where we're going with their treatment, and they see the Invisalign box, they see that this is the treatment that we advise them, and now we talk about taking impressions and mold, and it takes three weeks or so for the aligners and the treatment to get started, and then we get into the finances once they're okay with that. So 
when the patient comes in, when they see the photo of their teeth, like Jose here, he actually thought there was nothing wrong. And then we asked him, why do you think that tooth number eight is discoloring? He said, I don't know. And when you look at the severe occlusion, he had heavy wear. So we, we started the treatment of possibly putting him in much better occlusion, proclining, expanding, and now the patient's got a much better look, and this is eight months tracking. The anteriors line up better. You've got a much better, and this is just eight months. These patients now, we quickly take a testimonial off of them, and we show them the before, because patients tend to forget what they look like. They tend to forget what their face looked like or their teeth looked like. Look at the soft tissue on the lip, and look at the way the lip lands from the before and after. So simply, we're creating our own internal marketing, if you will, by just doing these treatments, following these patients, and now let's get to the fun part talking about the external marketing, talking about creating a footprint in the social media network. We've diagnosed, we've educated our patients, we now have to accept the treatment plan and having our patients become one of our leaders in the practice and talking about it. What is our profit center and how do we get these patients to keep coming and getting new patients every month? Well, first of all, it's very difficult to attract patients in, in the traditional sources. You know, the dental insurance every day is paying less and less. There's fewer than 29% of Americans that have dental insurance now. Increasing premiums, not increasing maximum benefit payouts, and not every insurance covers orthodontic coverage for adults. Dental plans, they, they give deep discounts, some of them as high as 70% on procedures. Significant practice overhead, and, and we see that that's happening every day. 94% of the dentists surveyed say they would like to organize against the insurance companies. And this is something that I read on Prologue and, and uh, the dentists of, you see the source and the health in 2008. Dentists are now, some of them, not even taking. I do lectures national and I go state to state. And most dentists say, look, some of them say, I just stopped. I just stopped taking insurances. I let the patients keep the money on insurance and they pay us in full. So that's not a great way of attracting patients. The print ads are gone with the wind. I mean, only 14% of people are using yellow pages to find a dentist. I myself was paying up to fourteen dollars to $20,000 a year up until 2006. I simply was dishing out that money, tracking it, hoping the patients come through the yellow pages. Well, 97% of the consumers use online media, research products, and services in their local area, 86% of the U.S. households now use Internet as an information source for shopping locally. They don't just simply sit in a car and drive. They check Google and check to see where the local areas are before they buy. 85% of local searchers will follow up with a phone call or a visit to the listing and to the website. So really, these calls, I'm sure those of you who've gotten it, these are the patients who ask, how much is in his mind? How much is this? Or do you do this treatment or not? So these people, the marketing portion of it, you're going to see declining returns from the traditional patient sources. The print ads are definitely declining. The classic printed yellow page are projected to lose 39% of their revenue in the next 4%, according to Wall Street Journal. Shares of the two top publishers have dropped 99% 
since 2007, even online Yellow Pages audience remains small and traffic growth has slowed. Online ad dollars make up less than 10% of the total revenue. I myself have had the yellowpages.com. I've gotten very little, if not any at all, patients from that advertisement at all. They simply are not there. 59% of the Americans are using online sources to obtain health information. The Internet marketing opportunity is tremendous, and the 75% indicate Internet sources, uh, resources are more trustworthy than their friends, coworkers, and even pharmaceutical companies and television. So if you run those TV ads, those of you who I've seen sometimes run the, the cable ads, well, they don't think you were trustworthy. Nearly 70% of the health searchers use search engines as Google and Yahoo to find health-related information. So having seen this, who are these people? Who are these, 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 these statistics? Well, multiple surveys confirm that females outnumber the males online. So with no significant gender gap in the Internet age, we now know that females make up 53% of the Internet users. And so you know, they're typically at work, and they're typically women of age 35 to 47 years of age. So the female Internet users are on the rise. And they talk, they share, they blog, and they're on Facebook. The mother's gum disease linked to infant's death that John Pargy out in one of the territory managers forwarded this to me, and I thought it was tremendous. I forwarded this and put this up on my Twitter account, and everybody went online and saw it. I had about 720 patients follow this story. All I did was just simply give the patients an information that I got about a pregnant woman's gingivitis caused by a baby being stillborn. And there's parts in there that talks about how periodontal disease and crowding, you know, it talks about gum disease, all the things that we just got done educating our patient about. And that patient walked out of our office saying, I want to think about it. So this is our indirect method of talking to them and a great blog subject. Because Invisalign aligners and the Vivera retainers do not contain any BPAs. They're not plastic, and there's no cancerous side effects or any kind of plastics in those aligners. It's a great blog subject to talk about the water bottle that you have in your hand is not as safe as the aligners in your mouth. So these are subjects that we simply want to pass on and talk about cytotoxicity that there's non-existent in the Invisalign appliances. And these are subjects that are given to us and we forward over to our patients. Now, how do we do that? How do we go through and talk to our patients in making sure they follow us and with me not taxing the entire staff's time in trying to be online and on the computer when I've got a patient in the chair, I've got another patient calling, I've got vendors coming through the door, and how do I make sure that I at least have an Internet presence but not lose my practice to that? Well, simply, I always talk about personalizing a website is first You've got to have meet the doctor and staff. Use personalized content. Use your pictures of before and after. I've seen those uh, websites where they're just pictures off, off, off of, and I see the same photo of the same girl with a smile, blonde hair, blue eye, or a dark hair, blue eye, or it's the same girl in every website. Just have your web person personalize it with your own photos, your own picture, your own office tour. Add text, not just photo. 
You've got to say text. Our office has, for instance, top sterilization techniques, and then we take a photo of that. So therefore, all these web engines start reading text. Not they can't read photos. Have your financing options. Have the Invisalign promo or instant rebate, is what I like to call it, as a little clip coupon. Because the patient testimonial before and after is great, and it's great to show and adding images, but they want to see what kind of promo. Because, again, even us, we're not going to go in until we get some sort of promo. But <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the way it works. That's what the online showing. It's We have to show who we are, and we've got to have a promo. Second most important thing, we've got to be able to link the website back to us. So, for instance, we have to create inbound links that are very important to our website search engine optimizations. So, if you are, for instance, going on Yelp, Google, or any kind of yellow pages, and they're linking from the other websites, make sure it comes back to your website and links in. Again, those of you who have Webmaster, they can help you. I know that I've been in conversation with Yodel and some of these other uh, companies that Align has partnered with. I think they do a great job in inexpensively making sure the website at least is always looped in. You want to lock that patient in your website, but be able to be visible in other websites. So if you're doing laser dentistry and you have a link to laser dentistry uh, sites that have all the different associations, you want to be able to get that link back to yourself and creating a nice loop in your office. Now, examples of sites to allow links in, because I've seen sometimes doctors actually text me and say, hey, what is this link? Is this safe or not? Well, there's plenty of links out there. The ones that are always safe are your top sites, the Google, the Yahoo's, the, 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 the making sure that the Yelp and the MSN. These are the ones that you want to make sure that they link in and you go back and make sure that's looped in your site because they're very important for the patients to write a review or a blog, and I simply have the patients, if they're happy and they're on their way out checking out, we always can just tell them, hey, you know what, here's a, a, a Yelp review if you want to write something about us, or if you're, if you're okay, we just put the computer right in front of them. Most of our offices have an extra computer spare. If not, just get a cheap, inexpensive laptop, or simply these, I'm sure all of you know about the iPad, now the iPad 2 is out, just have the patient log in and write a quick little blog if they're happy about you. And they always do. When patients are happy that you've created trust for them, they have no problem in sticking their neck out for you. So I've seen, for instance, that doctors talk about bad Yelp reviews. There's nothing bad. What you have to do is be able to make sure you be able to respond back. So you just simply go on Yelp.com, make sure that you register yourself. It says click here to register on the bottom of your screen. You can see that. Click that. You get to claim the site. You put in the doctor's information, your office, the key things you like to go through. And guess what? Automatically, I tried this myself. And if you can see from January of last year to, to, to November, December, as soon as I registered, my reviews went up higher. These are the amount of patients that are looking at us and calling our practice. We had 19 new calls from Yelp in the February of 2011. And if you take a look on your screen right now, you can see the date that and as we progressively went from 63 calls in February to 77 
to now 113. And I just took this last night to make it fresh for you. March, we've already had two calls. I'm actually closed this last two days, and I've already had two calls going in to my staff, which they actually, I forward my line to a cell phone. And one of my key staff, and I've always preached this, to get rid of your answering machine, make sure they have a live call. Your staff can always be incentivized based on that because now you've got these patients who are doing the reviews. These people, some of them are calling at 10 o'clock at night expecting to get an answering machine. Wonderful. You don't have to answer the call at 10 o'clock at night. You have a voicemail. But you simply call them back and you get it right away, not Monday when you go back in the office and three days have passed. 113 views as soon as I claimed my site from a year that you can see has gone by. We've got 19 new patients. I did nothing. All I simply did was go on Yelp and just put in my information, and the patients start to talk about our office and, and review it. I don't know where these patients are, but we just saw 53% of them are women, and they're doing this at work. They have teeth that they want to look at, and they have teeth that they want to have an exam, and I like to be the doctor for them. So updating my website regularly is important. I always talk about once every six months, just like how you do checkups, take a look at your website. Make sure it's updated within your new photos are put in, new text is written, maybe write a new uh, information on your home screen because the search engines are going to see you stagnant. And if you go ahead and update every six months and have a new text, now you're going to keep going up on that search engine optimization. These are simply things that could be done by just talking about something about if you want to promote the Invisalign or if you're a crown and bridge doctor or some sort of thing about veneers or anything you like to just change on the home page, I would recommend in adding a text. You're not spending lots of thousands in having someone do it for you. And you may want to consider new content. And Adeline, if you want to go a step further, a quarterly newsletter. These are things that take you very simple time, and it's just a cut and paste and thrown into the site for you. And the fourth and most important is Google Map Now has ranked above the organic search engine listing. So those people who are paying per click, those of you doctors who are paying to be higher up on the organic site, on the website, you are now not going to be as high as those Google Maps because Google Maps is not only free, but it encourages patients to submit testimonials. And again, there's text. And once there's text and photos and videos, guess what? You go up higher. So what you need to do, just simply a tip, just go on Google Maps, put in your name. Once you find it, you simply go in and, again, claim it. You go back where it says, um, I'm the doctor or I am the business, because Google Maps needs to confirm that you are a physical business. They just, you know, everyone has one. If you have not gone and claimed your Google Map page, do this. You simply put in your name or your office address name. You go in the Google site where it says Maps, and once you get that, it says, are you the doctor or are you the office, rather, and you click that, It'll give you a PIN number. That PIN number you have to keep and you put in your email that's attached. You create an email and you simply write whatever you'd like about the business, about your hours, and all of a sudden you're going to start seeing reviews come up. Now, 
This happens on a daily basis, and you simply can now load videos, patient testimonials, a happy patient about Invisalign, a great review. These things start to build your social media footprint, and you've done nothing but simply just claim the site, and now the patients can even request an appointment online. It goes to your website, or you can have it ring. All free, no charge to you. If you want to have someone do it, I would recommend someone do it for you, but it literally took me when I registered seven minutes, and I was done. Dentist polled as to why they haven't joined Facebook was the highest. They thought it was a waste of time. And the waste of time I understand because our time is made, our money is made being chairside in the patient's mouth. So delegate someone. Have someone just 15 minutes, at least 20 minutes a day. In, if you don't want to do a day, do a week. Do a month. Spend some time just creating these Facebook pages, and it's so simple. We have a Twitter account. It's very, very simple because what I would like to always talk about doctors and telling them, look, you're going to be want to be seen in multiple places with your phone numbers, and you're going to need to see an doctor-patient relation. Okay, you must be able to contribute to the conversation. Do not put up advertisement. Do not put up where it's $1,000 off day or a discount day. You want to be able to make it live. And how do I do this? I simply sent a text like you saw the mother's gum disease. Hey, take a look at this, something I ran into. Done. It took three seconds and I'm finished. Because 400 million users on Facebook, 40% of North Americans are on Facebook, and the average user is on 55 minutes a day. 55 minutes a day is their usage on Facebook. You know, I don't understand why as doctors we don't catch that, but guess what? Facebook now gets more visitors than Google. So you're going to have to create a Facebook page. What I did in my practice, I made a fan page. That's all. I just simply made a fan page because it's too hard to run. I made it. You have to make sure if you're a business, make a business, not a personal. And I stopped thinking campaign, just conversation. So if a patient has a conversation, we take a look and we just maybe simply add to the conversation. They talk about, and I've seen it, hey, I have a dentist. He does a great job. Uh, this is the de dentist's number. And we see that. It links to us. We say, hey, thank you for referring this patient. As a matter of fact, we love to see you because we saw Nicole, and Nicole was very happy with our services done. We do nothing. Every day you're going to get an email from Facebook, but you're creating a fan. I don't run that. And Twitter is the most easiest portion to do. Again, I just went up, twitter.com, put up my name, put up the office. It literally took me minutes. And now you end up having a tweet account where these people, younger people, you can sign up for the deals portion. What is your interest? I'm interested in the deals portion. If you see in the middle of your screen, you have to art and design the books, the business, the charity, and the deals. Just click on the deals section because that's what you're going to be promoting for your patients because you're, you know, unless you want to promote food and drink, it uh, would be another option. But we ran what's called an Invisalign Day, and we simply put the tweeter up there, and we just simply put in three letters, eligible Invisalign patients who start treatment for this day will earn a $1,000 instant rebate or off your amount, and this is where, where it's happening, and it goes viral and live. We gave our address, and we simply just put that on a tweet. And 
we just did this, if you look at the date, March 2nd, we had 10 cases that we closed, and this was just Wednesday. We were very happy, and the territory managers can get involved in doing that with you. Now, if you want to do online advertising, online advertising like social media, and we'll get to the Groupon portion, they need to see your website. You have to have a good website. You've got to be able to create a deal that gives them value and a discount. And those doctors who hate the word discount, inevitably, you want traffic. You want the patient to come in and experience your office. So for me, I have no problem putting together some sort of a deal where they can come in, create the traffic, because I'd rather do that than send my staff home and them going home and cutting their hours. I want to create the traffic so out of those six or seven patients that come in, one of them is going to be an InDesign patient because we just saw 68% have that lower mandibular crowding. We want to create traffic. There's dailydeals.com. It's very successful. We ran a great promotion in talking about we want to do an oral cancer screening. And we just simply, it was we did a $10 oral cancer screening. Do you know what that did for my practice? We just simply put oral cancer screening. Now, we give these deals. We've also done where you can get $59 exam x-ray cleaning because there's the value, and then $1,100 off Invisalign. And we've been participating in these types of deals. What's important is the blog and the comment section because patients go on and say, really, is that really true? Is that, you know, you do a real oral cancer? Yes, a visual oral cancer screening. Or yes, you get $1,100 of Invisalign. And people start asking, you know, I've had braces before. Uh, how much is it? What's the total price? Just like they would call your office. And contacting your local territory uh, for the social media, like Groupon, like online or deals, you just simply go and click on their Chicago-based but I'm going to give you a, a much easier way to go about things. Google right now is communicating with businesses to enlist their support and participation and test a prepaid offer voucher program. This is something that has not been launched. It will be launched March 10th, and I advise those of you doctors that are listening today, contact and Google and being a part of this offer because they will pay out 80% of the business revenue share three days after the deal is run, which means that you're going to end up getting part of that money that those patients are paying, and you're going to get 20% in 60 days. What's great about this is that you kind of go and uh, untap sources for Invisalign doctors because when I submit it, I just simply put up the photo, and March 10, it's going to be launched. I want to be the first in my area, so you just simply create your, your offer. If you want to do a, a, a no-charge exam x-ray, well, that's not good because now Google or the bigger company is not making the money. You've got to have a $10, $15, $30, up to a $60 of some sort that the patients pay, but create a value where they have 50 or 80% off. So what would be something like that? X-ray exam cleaning? $1,100 off of Invisalign, maybe doing an oral cancer screen like we did. And, you know, we sold 1,500, 1,500 patients, are, and, I'm and they have a year to come in. I'm still seeing people coming in for that oral cancer screening. And we talk to them about crowding because these patients who come, who buy this $10, they're nervous, they're worried, they've had history of chewing tobacco, they've got crowding, they've got plaque buildup, they've got odor in their mouth. They do not know what's wrong with them. They're out there. 
So you've got to be the first in your community. And again, keep that date in mind, March 10th. Contact at Google. You can actually go on the Google Deals. It's on the homepage of Google on the upper right portion, upper left portion of your screen, and just uh, hit the Deals portion, and you can simply go through with it. Now, we talked about patient testimonials and, 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 and Googling and putting the patient testimonials, but this speaks a thousand words. We've got a patient who's got a great smile before, but look at the smile after. You can see the lower anteriors. The patient talked about her facial symmetry, how she went to other doctors, and they, none of them can address her chief concern because they said you had straight teeth. Well, it wasn't the straight teeth that was her chief concern. It was her lips. It was her soft tissue. And if you look at the before and after, going from that round facial feature to a nice oval shape, and you can now see the lower anteriors, she was a, a little bit of overjet. And she had her upper teeth on her lower lip. You can't just go through and shave those teeth down. So Invisalign gave me the opportunity to create a better smile, to create a happy patient, to create a patient who's going to go on the social media, talk about how great her treatment was, and become a fan who's a nurse who's referred half of the county hospital over to us with great insurance that they have. So we've got to be able to make sure that you're going to sign up for at least to social media networks. If anything, I would recommend the Facebook and Tweet because these are two simple ones to sign up very quick. If not, do the Yelp. Even Google itself has a, a Google review. Identify two patients a day with malocclusion. Take photos on every patient and use their what's called the ortho assessment form. Contact your territory manager to come into your practice and show you the problems of malocclusion so you can coherently talk to the patients Talk to these patients so they understand what their problems are and they become part of your fan. Educate about the consequences of malocclusion if left untreated. Share photos. Show photos, if you can, of the before and afters on the test patient case of testimonial. And if you don't have that, just a simple wear and ask them, have you seen some of the older patients who've got worn down teeth? And if you see a patient who's got an edge-to-edge -edge bite, that potentially could be you. Add 20 to 30 years to those teeth. Straighten teeth brochure, the brochure that Align just recently came out with, I think is wonderful, and recommend the treatment to solve the malocclusion and the benefits associated with the solution, the treatment recommendation form and the patient case portfolio. These are things that you need to make sure you incorporate. Now, I don't want to go through and having teeth chipping and breaking and have this kind of face when I go back to work Monday with pulling my hair out because I've had a tooth chip again. I'd rather watch the aligners do their work. I don't like to, you know, sometimes we call what's called Invisalign Day. We actually wrap our drills and we hang it on a floss, which was what we did Wednesday, and we call it the No Drill Day because for us, we want to make sure that the patient feels comfortable in that we're going to be moving and straightening their teeth and we're not going to worry about malocclusions any longer. Sometimes we put their teeth on the diet and slenderize them. Not a problem. Problem is if we don't correct the malocclusion. So you've got to add malocclusion to your treatment plan, oral cancer screening, perio, and make sure that you add yourself to some of these social media networks. And it's much better to sit behind the computer, and for me, and spend two to five minutes, if I can, in talking and blogging and putting up a new information than to wear my suit, go to a public meeting, or try to go to a high school educating the, 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 and hoping that these people lead to some sort of patients coming into the practice. That, for me, is much easier these days than to get that kind of time and spend two to three hours in marketing myself outside the office. 
the computer website programs that are in there. You can always, uh, I, I will have it loaded. You can have all the information if you want to contact me. You can call me direct at 949-637-1332 or my Gmail at hidmd at gmail.com. Thank you very much.